The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, 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 and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is July 16th, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris, a.k.a. William is Bill. Hope you all are having a wonderful day today. Today, I'm going to be talking about some of the riskiest picks in this upcoming 2021 NBA draft. This draft is obviously full of talent, one of the best drafts that we've had, uh, according to all reports in the last few years. Uh, but it's full of talent and potential. But just like in every other draft, many highly touted players will not pan out in the league, unfortunately. Today, I'm going to go over my top candidates that pose that biggest risk. Hopefully, they prove me wrong. You never know. So, it's, sometimes it's the locks that are the ones that prove you wrong. So, uh, let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. My first player that I have listed as a top candidate to be one of the riskiest players in this upcoming draft is Jonathan Kaminga. Um, he is the six foot six shooting guard slash small forward from the G League Ignite. Uh, he averaged 16 points, seven boards, and three assists. Um, sh- but some of the negatives um, that were in his game were he shot 62% from the free throw line. And the really bad one is he shot 25% from the three-point line. So, obviously, that drastically needs to improve. Uh, So, you know, that's something that he is working on a lot. And at the combine, it actually did improve. He shot the ball a lot better. But still, that's the combine. That's not the actual game. So, that's something that he's going to have to work on. And teams are going to have to trust that he will be able to do in games and improve. The positive for him is he's only 18 years old. So as long as he's a hard worker, works his butt off, he should be okay. Uh, He's a savvy scorer, very athletic, loves to drive, spin, and create, or simply just dunk on you. Um, So I definitely think he will have a good career, but it's up to him whether they have a good career or a great career. Right now I have him mocked going number six to the OKC Thunder. And obviously they are a team that has plenty of time and to develop players because they're not trying to win right now. They're trying to aim for the stars and get a bunch of superstars to recreate their past winning ways. Um, so I think Jonathan Kaminga will fit well there and they just have to be patient with him. And hopefully, you know, he'll work out. But if he doesn't turn into a star or even a starter... It will be because of his shooting is so bad. So, and, and for some people, when your shooting is so bad, you can only improve it so much. So, hopefully, he will be able to prove me wrong, though. Up next, I have Keon Johnson. He is a projected top 10 pick. For me, I have him uh, mocked going number 14 to Golden State. But he is 6'5", 186 pounds from Tennessee. He averaged 11 points per game, 3.5 boards. And two and a half assists. I have him going 14th because everyone seems to love him. In my opinion, if this was my draft, he wouldn't go until the 20th. 20th. But 
All the teams, all the GMs love him because of his athleticism and his potential. But for me, I see that he shot only 27% from the three-point line. Uh, for he He's a good defender, very athletic. He broke the combine record for vertical leap by three inches. That, that was a standing record that lasted for a very long time. So, I mean, his athleticism, leaping ability is off the charts. But for everything else, he is pretty average. Uh, his shot is a little slow, plays a little unorthodox. He's not smooth at all. Just watching him on tape as a basketball player, you would think that um, he's only been playing basketball three or four years, maybe five or six. But still, he doesn't look natural out there. But So he, he's going to have to develop. Uh, I think he's a good player. He will be a good player, uh, but not great. Uh, in my opinion, he can range from like Jeremy Lamb level. Uh, but if he reaches a full potential, which teams that are drafting him in the top 10 are thinking about drafting him in the top 10, will be Zach Levine level. And if he reaches that, he's worth it. But I think there's a big gap in between Jeremy Lamb and Zach Levine. And we will see where Keon Johnson will fall in those areas. So you're going to see, you know, the theme with this is a lot of players, they're 18, 19, 20 years old. They still have a lot of developing to do. And it's not to say that they can't do it. It's just, will they do it? And what will they be when they reach their full potential? Because unless you're a senior in this draft, pretty much, all these players are just looking to reach their potential and, you know, have a long way to go for the most part. So you're looking for glimpses, flashes of greatness, and then that's when you'll take the opportunity to draft them. Up next, I have Franz Wagner. The 6'9", small forward slash power forward from Michigan. He averaged 12.5 points, 6.5 boards, 3 assists, 1 steal, and 1 block. So good numbers all around the board for the most part. Uh, I have him uh, mocked to go 17th to Memphis. A lot of people have him mocked to go in the top 10, top 12. I don't think he is safe enough to be picked in the top 10 or 12. He easily could go a lot further than 17, but I put him at 17 because I believe uh, all the teams like him. If you're a playoff team, this is a guy that will fit right in, but I don't think his ceiling is that high. Uh, he's a good hustle player, gives great effort, shoots 34% from three. That's pretty good for a 6'9 player, uh, but I think he'll be a good system player, good role player. He's not explosive at all, so the question is, will he be able to get his own shot in the NBA not sure <laughs> but you can compare him to slow-mo on Memphis who I have a mock to Justin Anderson or you can say he's like in his tape you see a little bit of Kevin Love also so will he be able to develop as Kevin Love did coming out of UCLA into Minnesota where he turned into all-world you know superstar before he went to Cleveland or will he stay in that Justin Anderson range, which is still a good player, good solid player. But when you're drafting in the top 10, top 12, even in the lottery in general, for the most part, you're looking for a stud. So that's why I just have him on my list. Is he's a he's risky to be in the top 12. But as far as a player, he'll probably be a safe player that stays in the league for a long time. But that would be great. So we'll have to see. I was going to mention his brother, but I'm, I'm not going to mention his brother. 
Uh, up next, I have Josh Giddy. You know, you've been hearing a lot of uh, reports and news from Josh Giddy. You know, they're playing internationally right now uh, with his team, and he is six foot eight point guard. 185 pounds from Australia. He averaged 11 points, 7 boards, 7 assists per game. Has a very nice handle, nice floater, very creative and flashy passer. He will drive it to the lane and even dunk on you. But that's internationally. Could Will he be able to do that in the NBA? I'm not sure. He could be too slow. And you have to worry about the level of his competition. Because in the NBA, it's a totally different game. Uh... You wouldn't believe that because of the way the NBA has been playing uh, the uh, the USA team right now. But it is. <laughs> uh, so he could be a star or a bust. This is Josh Giddy I'm talking about. It just depends on how he develops and how he is used on the team that he goes to. And I have him projected to go 18th to OKC. Like I mentioned with Kaminga. OKC is a team. OKC... Uh, Orlando, a lot of these bad teams are the Rockets. They have the time to, you know, babysit and develop players. So I think Giddy would be a great fit for them because he would be able to, you know, make mistakes, get better, learn on the job. If you go to a good team, kind of like James Wiseman did last year, he didn't really get to fail. You know, they wanted him to come in and play a role right away. So that was tough for him. So it depends on where Josh Giddy goes also. Uh, but to me, he always looks small on the court, even though he's six foot eight, because he's so skinny. He looks like a little kid out there. I mean, he's very young, but he's just so skinny. He's not a good leaper, doesn't really get good separation, and obviously, like I said earlier, that'll be even harder in the NBA with, with the better athletes defending him. Um, one of his biggest knocks is his shot. He doesn't shoot it that great either. So, you know, a lot of people say, Will he be Ricky Rubio? That's that's. I mean, Ricky Rubio's having a pretty good career, but he's never been an All Star, so you know, not even close. So and you know, the Phoenix Suns traded Ricky Rubio away to get a better player in Chris Paul. So Josh Giddy could be on the path of a Ricky Rubio type career. Obviously, his height is much different, but will that really help you if all you can do is pass? I don't know. He's going to have to develop that shot. So, I mean, it's kind of a theme with a lot of these players is they can't shoot. <laughs> and that that's in today's league where we're putting up 140 points or so per game, it's very necessary. The three-point uh, ball is key in today's NBA. Up next, I have Isaiah Jackson, the six foot eleven center from Kentucky. He averaged 8.6 rebounds, 2.6 blocks. To me, he's Mitchell Robinson-like from the Knicks. Uh, obviously, he's tall, skinny, fast, great shot blocker, runs the floor great, can pass the ball great in the paint, but he's very limited. He pretty much only dunks and blocks shots. So, you need more than that to be a lottery pick, to, in my opinion. A lot of people are saying he is a lottery pick or slightly there after the lottery. I don't see that because... Think about a guy like Jackson Hayes. He was drafted 6th overall by the New Orleans Pelicans two or three years ago. That has not panned out. He doesn't even start for his team. When he had an opportunity to start this year, they brought in Steven Adams. So he's basically a backup big that's out there to 
bring a spark of energy, get rebounds and blocks, and then go back and sit down on the bench like Nerlens Noel. I, I mean, t- in my opinion, late first at best, but probably second round pick for Jackson Hayes. Same for Isaiah Jackson. Why do, why do I need to pay a lottery ticket for that when you know it's no upside? He's just going to be a safe player that is going to fill fill a role. Uh, there's a place for him in the league, but not as a full-time starter. So he's one of the riskier players. Even though his game is safe and you know what it's going to be, you can't draft someone like that in the top 14, in my opinion. He's not going to turn into, you know, <laughs> Joel Embiid or anything like that. So... Up next, another similar player to that is Usman Garuba, six foot eight, power forward slash center from Spain. He's a very good defensive player, runs the court extremely well, but in my opinion, he's a very unnatural player. Not very skilled at all, very raw offensively. Only averaged six points and nine boards per game, and that was internationally. So in the NBA. How is that going to translate? I would suggest, I would expect the stats to only be less less than that, obviously. So, watching his game, he kind of reminds me of Seiko Demboye. He is an international player also, but has been in the league a few years. He was on Detroit this year. Um, He, his international film is better than Usman Garuba's. He's way more talented offensively, and Seiko does not get on the court. For, the, for one of the worst teams in the league. So how will Usman Garuba get on the court? I don't know. I don't see it. Um, it kind of makes me think of Kevon Looney also. Just a decent spot player. That can play great defense. Get some rebounds. But that's not a first round pick in today's NBA. In my opinion. It would be nice if he was 6'11". 6'10", 6'11". But at 6'8". I mean, think about Montrez Harrell also. He's a spark plug, uh, great defender, great rebounder. The Lakers couldn't use him this year. How is Usman Garuba going to flourish in today's NBA? I don't see it as far as, you know, especially being a star or someone that's even going to be a starter on the team. He's highly touted right now. Everyone's thinking of him in the top 15, maybe top 20. I don't see him as a first rounder at all. So, we will see what happens. He's got a lot of development to do. But like I said, Seiko Dembouye is a more developed version of Usman Garuba. And he doesn't get in the game. So, up next is Jaden Springer. You've been hearing a lot about him lately. The 6'4 shooting guard from Tennessee. He's uh, projected probably in the 20 range in this draft. Eh. <laughs> He averaged 12.5 points, 3.5 boards, 3 assists, 1 steal per game. Shot 43% from 3, but has a very slow, ugly shot in my opinion. It does go in at times, but in the NBA, they may try to change his form just to make him have a quicker release to survive in today's game. Uh, he likes to post up, but overall, he's a pretty average player in my opinion. He's a good hustle player. Makes great plas- makes great passes in the paint. <laughs> But more than likely will be a backup point guard in my opinion. He doesn't have great height or explosiveness. Uh, I think people like him because he's so young. He has potential, obviously. But when I'm drafting someone in the first round, 
I don't want someone that's going to be average or fit a role. I want someone that's going to potentially be a starter or a star. So, it's a lot of point guards and shooting guards in this draft. I I don't think I would take him in the first round, honestly. But, you know, the shooting of 43% from three is key. So, if he does go in the first round, that's going to be a huge reason why. But like I said, he's a pretty average player in my opinion. I don't see all the hype about him over, you know, anyone else, you know. So, we'll just have to see how his career goes. Obviously, none of these players are a finished product right now, for the most part. But, not sure about Jaden Springer. Up next, we have Josh Primo, the six foot six guard from Alabama. He averaged 8 points and 3 boards per game. Uh, 18 years old is what everybody loves about him. He's a really great shooter. Made a ton of spot-up threes, which is very much needed in today's game. That's what everyone's looking for, as we talked about earlier. Shot 38% from three, which is really good. But as far as him going high in this draft for the first round, it really seems like a reach to me. I have him as a second rounder. His, if you look at his tape, look at his game, you see Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P. Uh, would you take Nick Young in the first round? I don't think so. <laughs> Nick Young had a pretty good career as a three-point shooter. Obviously very um, unorthodox off the court. <laughs> but, you know, when it came to on the court, he's going to hit some threes for you, play his role. That's what I think Josh Primo is going to do. I, I mean, can he develop into more with coaching, the right coaching, the right team? Maybe. But in Alabama, in my opinion, I see Nick Young. So I would take him in the second round. But he's one of the youngest players in the draft. Everyone thought he might go back to college. He was undecided until the last minute. But he decided to uh, enter his name into the draft. I think he's getting a lot of feedback because his size is good. Obviously, his touch, his shooting is good. And he's 18 years old. So you get to see him in the late uh, first round. Uh, I, I was going to say, I hope not the early first round. But, I mean... We will see. We will see. Filling a role as a great shooter is necessary. Some of the teams need that and only that. So, But still at 18 years old, don't expect him to come in year one and start and knock down shots and hit a, help a team make it to the playoffs. I think he's still a project even though he can shoot already. So that was Josh Primo. Alright, uh, next I have Brandon Boston. 6'7", shooting guard from Kentucky. Averaged 11.5 points, 4.5 boards, and 1.6 steals. Uh, 1.6 assists and 1 steal per game. Just about all of his film consists of awkward drives to the basket and attempting tough layups. <laughs> A lot of people love this guy, and, and I think it's mainly because his high, coming out of high school, he was highly touted, expected to be great, but he did not have a great year in Kentucky. He shot 30% from three, not good at all. Only 38% from the field. That's not good at all. Most of the people that are shooting 30% or low from three, their field goal percentage uh, otherwise is much higher, much higher than 38%. So that's showing he's just not shooting the ball good at all in any asset. <laughs> uh, people love that. Uh, yeah, that he was just he was just supposed to be great. Obviously, that's why he went to Kentucky. But in my opinion. 
he didn't really show me anything that deserved to that deserved for him to come out into the NBA this year. I think he should have went back to school, developed more. But you know, guys in Kentucky are a revolving door, like we mentioned earlier with Isaiah Jackson. So I have two Kentucky guys on the list. Kentucky guys have a great history as of panning out. So no one no one liked uh, Emmanuel quickly Emmanuel quickly last year who went 25th to the Knicks. He worked out. Tyler Hero, you know, a lot of people. Bam, Anthony Davis. They have a great tradition and history of players, so that's going to help Brandon Boston. And the fact that everyone loved him before his season at Kentucky. But in my opinion, it's a huge risk. And I mean, I could see him not being in the league for long the way he played at Kentucky this year. So hopefully he continues to develop. I mean, because he's really going to need it. <laughs> so uh, that's Brandon Boston. Great size, though. Uh, it's just he's going to need to be coached up and on the right team. So those were about, that was nine guys that I feel are some of the riskiest guys in this draft. And teams need to really do their due diligence before they draft them. I have one more guy if I want to round it out. But he's more of like an honorable mention. Because I do think this guy will succeed no matter what. But I'm going to throw a little bit of, <laughs> I'm going to put a little pressure on Scotty Barnes. Because his shooting is not great, you know, but. He's going to be good in the league. He's going to have a long career. The point is, will he be top five worthy for his whole career? Uh, I don't really see him failing because he does everything well except for scoring. So, he's Scotty Barnes. I have him projected to go fifth to the Orlando Magic. And I think that would be a good pick for them. Uh, he's six foot nine, 227 pounds from Florida State. The combine really helped him with his wingspan, athleticism, and everything. Because in college, he only averaged 10 points, 4 boards, 4 assists, and 1.5 blocks. The 1.5 blocks is good. But basically, he's a player that does everything well. Like I said, except shooting. Um, he has great size. But when you watch the film, you see a pretty average player. Or you see, huh, he's got great size. He has a lot of potential. He's a really good defender. Uh, he has great court vision. And awareness and passing skills. He can run the point or play in the post. People love that. I think the scouts and the teams are salivating over that. Uh, he seems like a guy people are hoping will develop into a star. Can it be Giannis? Can it be Draymond? I mean, it's a lot of talk about that. Because when you can't coach that type of size, athleticism, speed. Uh, his only knock is shooting. So, hopefully Scotty Barnes will continue to develop. I think he will. It's just a matter of, will he be <laughs> Andre Iguodala, which is good, great, had a great career, long career, or will he be, you know, an all-star, multi-year all-star, just Giannis type of player? So it's a spectrum that he, um, you know, could go from. And will that make him risky? That's up for debate. That's for you to decide. You know, I just bring it to your attention. <laughs> but that's he's in my honorable mention. I'm not going to throw him out there as super risky because I think he'll be good no matter what. So I'll go, I'll name the guys one more time. Uh, my top 10 riskiest players. I had Jonathan Kaminga, Keon Johnson, Franz Wagner, Josh Giddy, Isaiah Jackson, Usman Garuba, Jaden Springer. 
Josh Primo, Brandon Boston, and Scotty Barnes. And I think each of these guys are projected to go likely in the first round, except except for Brandon Boston. And that's why I wanted to choose these guys to say they are risky. Because obviously if someone's projected to go in the second round uh, late, that's not really risky. Because if they don't succeed, teams kind of prepare for that and expect that. But when you're drafting someone in the lottery, top 10, top 5, they really need to nail that pick. Because if they don't, people can get fired. <laughs> you know, teams can be set back a couple years. So teams are going to have to do a lot of research and diligence on these guys. Get them all the great coaching that they need. Because nowadays the draft is more about potential over talent. And that's the risk you're going to take because everyone wants to find a Giannis Antetokounmpo because he was raw and had the size, the length, the wingspan. And everyone is looking for that. If you don't see someone that's a guaranteed star, okay, I want that. It's not many of those guys out there, but we will see. Hopefully, like I said, all these guys will prove me wrong, be great from the jump, have great careers. I truly look forward to see where they land. And I hope they have a great career. Give me your feedback. You know, tell me what you liked about my list, where I'm wrong in my list, <laughs> who I left out, and all of that good stuff. You know, like, subscribe, rate, follow the show, the All Rookie Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day. I'm out. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.